Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Hello, this is Carol McClelland-Fields. Welcome to this episode of Flourish as a Change Catalyst. When mainstream business strategies don't work for all. This is the second episode of a three-part series. At the end of this episode, I'll share where you can find the other two parts of this story. If you've ever watched a video by a marketing influencer, registered for a free business webinar, or invested in a workshop, retreat, or coaching program, you have been taught strategies and tactics that align with the mainstream approach to business development. Along the way, you've been told, whether explicitly or implicitly, that these strategies and tactics are the way to build a business. The message is, this is how business is done. The reality is that the mainstream approach does not work for everyone. If you have struggled to understand why you can't implement what you've learned about developing your business and your work through all of the training programs and coaching programs you've taken, make yourself a cup of tea and give yourself the gift of listening to this podcast episode. In your frustration, you may blame yourself for your lack of progress. And I want you to know right up front that you are not and have never been broken. Soon you will understand why there's something amiss in the system that we've been taught. I also want to give you a few listening tips. As you listen, notice what elements of the descriptions reflect your own experience. Notice where your stomach clenches and your breathing tightens. Those are signs that, ooh, this feels intense. And then how do you feel when you realize that your experience with your business is not your fault? So let's dive in. Who struggles with the mainstream approach? By observing my classmates, colleagues, and clients over time, I've discovered that business owners with certain traits, characteristics, and experiences tend to struggle with the mainstream strategies more than others. Based on my research and my experience, since 2016. The mainstream approach does not work well if you resonate with one or more of the following scenarios. You are a business owner who is sensitive, intuitive, and creative. Your work depends on developing deep trust with your clients. You have a rich, nuanced way of working with your clients as they move through significant changes And fourth, you have a new emerging business program or body of work, or you're in the process of reimagining your existing business. We're going to dive into each of these scenarios more deeply in a moment. But first, I want to let you know that 
I call business owners with these characteristics change catalysts. You're sensitive, you're intuitive, you're creative, you want to develop rich relationships with your clients and do deep work with them. And your business is on the move, whether you're just getting started or you're in the process of reimagining something that you've already been doing. Let's look at each of these scenarios in more detail. So the first scenario is change catalysts who are sensitive, intuitive, and creative often shut down or pull back when they don't feel aligned with the mainstream strategies they are being taught. With one course I took, the focus was to follow a sequence of steps to launch a program. The key was to get the word out to as many people as humanly possible with daily emails, blog posts, and social media announcements. I started pumping the brakes fairly early in that process. There was something about the pace, the repetitive messages, and the push all felt like a little too much to me. What I ended up doing to get some return on my investment from that course was I ended up changing the game a bit to focus on a smaller launch with people who already knew me and my work. So I found a way to relieve the tension that I was feeling. But at first, that tension between mainstream strategies and what I feel comfortable with was very, very tense. That notion of pumping the brakes, wait, I can't go this fast, I can't do this much, was really strong in me. As you think about your own business experience, have you ever felt yourself putting on the brakes just as you were about to make a big move with your business? Think back to what was behind your desire to slow down or stop your process in that moment. Do you recall how you felt about your decision and how others in your life responded? I know in my world, there were people that couldn't understand why I didn't just do the thing, you know, just do it. It'll be fine. But my body, my intuitive, sensitive self was not able to just do it. So give yourself some compassion and grace if you have had this experience. There's nothing wrong with you. You probably came into this world sensitive and creative and intuitive, but you are also trained to be that way. You can't overlook the truth of what you're feeling inside your body. So honor that truth, that you are a sensitive being and there's wisdom in that sensitivity. On to the next scenario. This one is business owners whose work depends on developing trusting relationships with their clients struggle to buy into certain manipulative mainstream marketing and enrollment tactics. I think it was in 2011, I registered for a high-end mentoring program, thinking I was going to have the opportunity to create a customized process to bring new clients into my career change work. I was hoping that I would have a mentor that could help me figure that process out. About halfway through the five-month program, I realized that the group was being taught to replicate the system that worked for our mentor whose clients were entrepreneurs. When I tried to translate her strategies into a sequence that would work for my corporate employees looking for new careers, the entire system fell apart. Our ideal clients were not motivated by the same things, period. I could not look past that truth and carry on. For me, it was a matter of integrity. 
building a relationship with my new clients had to be based on trust rather than quick deadlines, manipulative fast action discounts, and limited access to me as their coach or mentor. This was a very difficult moment of realization where I had invested a fair amount of money thinking I was going to be creating a customized process and discovering that that process made my skin crawl and would not work for my clients, would not honor who they were as individuals and what their needs were. Take a moment to think about the essence of the relationship you want to create with your clients. What three to five words would you use to describe the relationships that you want to create? I wrote down intimate, trusting, authentic, ethical, honest, deep, true. You can go wherever you want with that. But how might introducing false scarcity or false urgency into your enrollment process impact your relationship with your incoming clients? Take a moment to take that in. Are you willing to upend the trust that you're trying to develop by using mainstream strategies of enrolling new clients? Didn't feel good to me, I have to say. The third scenario has to do with business owners who have a deep, nuanced way of working with their clients in transition. And they find it impossible to force fit their work into the templates typically endorsed by mainstream workshops. In more than one business coaching program over the years, I had been encouraged to streamline my work. The logic was that clients want simple, easy solutions. Fast, fun were also included in that list. I tend to think that my clients want something that reflects their full situation, not a glossy, simplified rendition that doesn't begin to address the nuances of their reality. And in my experience, deep transitions are not fun, easy, or quick. Deep transformations of your business are not fun, easy, or quick. So giving my clients the idea that I have somehow found a magic wand to move them through the change that they're experiencing is unethical in my mind. I want to meet them in the truth of their experience, no matter how deep or difficult it is. I have experience in several models that help me understand what they're going through. And I can ask questions. I can offer them experiential activities that help them see something beyond what they're seeing right now. As you think of your work, have you ever been told by a coach or mentor to simplify what you do with your clients? If so, how did you feel at that moment? And as you think about that request now, how do you feel? I think, personally, it's a disservice to simplify the rich work that we do with our clients. There is a depth and a nuance that happens for change catalysts as they work with their clients who are redesigning their life in the face of a big change. Our clients deserve that depth and that nuanced approach. I am not willing to simplify my work to make it easy or fun or fast because I can't guarantee that. Now the fourth theme is I have also found that change catalysts who are starting a business 
reinventing their existing business, or developing an innovative out-of-the-box way of working with clients, have a harder time implementing mainstream strategies than seasoned entrepreneurs with established offers that have already demonstrated some success. So let me unpack that a bit. When I was searching for the next iteration of my work, which I described in the first episode of this series, I was not able to implement what I learned in the courses that I took. I will tell you it was beyond frustrating a lot of the time. Every time I invested in another business development program or marketing coaching program, I hoped that I would find the missing link that would help me move my business forward. Although I learned a lot in those courses, I gained a lot of insights, I stalled when it came to implementing the strategies for my own business. For years, I wrestled with what is wrong with me? Why am I procrastinating? Why do I have such a sense of perfectionism? Am I not cut out for being an entrepreneur anymore? Now I know without a doubt that the reason I stalled centered on the very fact that I was not clear enough about my idea with potential. I did not know what business I was trying to grow. And if you don't know what business you're trying to grow, you don't know what your quote unquote marketing niche is. You don't know who your target market is. You don't know how you're going to price your service because you don't know what service you're going to offer yet. When I was in that place of reimagining my business, my niche, my target market, and my main offer were still so fuzzy that they could not support the growth of my business. When I work now with those starting a new business, they are also in this place of not being able to have enough clarity about what they want to do with clients to be able to answer the key questions that are the first session of our mainstream courses. I will be unpacking this more and more as we progress through this journey together. But for now, I want you to take a moment to think about what part of your business is emerging. So I've got some options for you. Are you starting a new business? Or are you reimagining your existing business? Is the work you do based on a training or a certificate program that you've taken? Or are you trying to create an original reflection of your experience and expertise? All four of those options mean that you are in an emerging state with your business. Something is coming into form. And because something is coming into form, it's likely that you also do not know the business you're trying to grow with enough detail to start marketing it. It may be more accurate to say, it's complicated, girl. And if this is the case, I totally get you. <laughs> As I described in part one of this series, I spent five years in this place of it's too complicated to know what to do next. I encourage you to keep listening to the podcast for insights or reach out for a conversation if you're ready to think about how we can look at your situation together to decide where you are in your journey. I hope this exploration of these four scenarios helps you gain a new understanding of why you have struggled in the mainstream programs that you've taken. 
I'm going to leave you with one other thought that is really a foreshadowing of what we're going to talk in the next episode. But that question is, how do you want to feel as you develop and build your business? How do you want to feel? This is an important thing. The mainstream approach kind of puts its template on top of us. And it doesn't give us a lot of room to do it our way. In the third episode of this series, I'm going to introduce you to a new path. I call it the organic way. This gentle, encouraging journey is specifically inspiring for coaches, therapists, and other change catalysts who work with clients who are in the process of creating the life they desire while moving through significant transitions. To access all the episodes of this three-part series, visit my podcast page at www.flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash organic and look for the series one episodes. And I want to let you know that in future podcast series, I'll also be sharing some of the underlying gaps and assumptions that provide even deeper insights about why the mainstream approach is not working for many change catalysts. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to check the show notes for more information and updated resources. We update those show notes when we have new things that are available. So I encourage you to check those out and stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst at the growing edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.